Welcome. You're listening to Keeping It Real with Jonathan and Kevin on Be More Radio. I'm one of the hosts, Jonathan, and this is. See, man, it's Kevin. What's good? What's good? Chilling, chilling, man. I can't call it. How about yourself? Hey, man. It's another day in paradise for me, man. Glad, glad to be here. Finally, finally back at it, man. Yeah, finally back at it. We're back with a new sports podcast. It's a different kind of sports podcast. We're really not going to be focusing on like you know the box score what's really going on on the court we kind of want to focus on like the the humanity of sports like you know like these guys they they are human beings like you know before they are athletes they provide that entertainment but you know it's, it's more to it than that you know like some of these people they're trying to leave legacies they're like trying to make differences in their communities and kevin and jonathan are here to you know point that out try to make sure it's known Exactly. Hey, the, 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 the show is our title, man. We, we keeping it real. We keeping it real with our guests, man. That's what we're doing here. So we just not focusing on the local sports. We, we're doing all sports, man. From soccer, golf, tennis, you name it, we, we're doing it. You know, we, we're focusing on women in sports, too, uh, just as as well as the men, too. So I, I'm, I don't know about you, man, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what, what we the content we're going to bring, you know, the people we're going to have on. We got some big things in the works, man. So I'm definitely excited. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I'm most definitely excited because just hearing people talk about, you know, like uh, what they got going on, uh, you know, like hearing people being passionate, like about these uh, subjects that they really care about. Like, it's, it's really good to like, you know, see people like that. But that's the show. But now we have the NBA draft coming up, the 2021 mm. NBA draft quick thoughts on it kevin what you think about it what you think about this draft man this i honestly think this is gonna be one of the one of the better drafts you know than previous years so so, so i'm excited man we, we got some 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 big time players some big time players and hopefully you know hopefully it it, it, it comes out it comes out a, a well draft so I'm, I'm excited to see you know the players that's that will be selected um, like I said, I'm, um, like I said, I think it's going to be one of the better draft class. So, so what you think? What's your thoughts on it? Oh man, I'm, I'm gonna start dropping some names. Like these, these guys are talented. I was watching the tournament, uh, you know, last year because of COVID, we didn't get one. But you know, you know, like seeing these guys in the tournament, you can really see who's like rising up the boards. And like you got guys like Jalen Suggs, mm-hmm. uh, the guard from Baylor. You got uh, Kate Cunningham. Like you know, I think these guys can like really come in and change somebody's franchise. Yeah, but so, uh, okay, so our- do you think before, before, before? Let me stop you right there. Do you think that this past draft class, do you think this this upcoming draft class is going to be as good as this passing? You know what? I actually think, uh, you know, I, yeah, I, I think they could be better. I think they yeah. could be better. Because coming in, no, no, no. Because coming in, like, you know, uh, like the guys from this past year in which they're performing really well for giving everything that they went through because like not having the summer, uh, the summer league, like not training camp a lot of those guys first experience was honestly a preseason nba game and a lot of them are holding their own like anthony edwards uh the mellow ball not to be biased but killian hayes uh sadiq (laughs) isaiah stewart but um but yeah like like these guys coming in they're gonna they're gonna like have that experience from the summer league and like also more time to prepare with with what they got going on for sure for sure well you know speaking of the nba draft 
you know, our, our first guest is actually preparing for the NBA draft right now. He's over there in Phoenix getting ready. So, you know, we're, we're, we're excited to have him on. So, yeah, man, let, let, let's get into it. Yeah, find out who he is. Stay tuned to Keeping It Real with Kevin and Jonathan on Be More Radio. 10 seconds now. Turner against Vanderplas. Step back try, Justin Turner! <laughs> Falcons by one, less than two seconds. I know, I know wow. he remember that shot. I know yeah, you I do. That, man. I do. I very vividly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, All right. well, welcome, man. Welcome to Keeping It Real with Kevin and Jonathan. Um, I'm, I'm one of the hosts, Kevin, and Jonathan right up there, the other host. And today we got a, we got a special guest, you know, Justin Turner, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, as you can see from that video, uh, highly talented guard from Bowling Green State. That's where he graduated. Also a native of Detroit, Michigan. Uh, so Justin, man, really glad to have you on the show, man. How you doing? I care, John. Thanks for having me, man. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely, man. Look, before before we jump into to this, uh, I just want to say I feel really old now because man, <laughs> I remember when you was in kindergarten, man. Now you now you out here, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, watching all the game, all the varsity <laughs> and uh, JV y'all games, right, man. Because I right. wasn't even old enough to play, right? It's crazy. Right, man. But now, yeah, man. It is, it is. But definitely, man, you, you definitely made a name for yourself um, and everything with your basketball career, man. So, um, first of all, we, I want to start with that shot, man. What can you can you walk us through that moment? Like what was going going through your mind uh, going into that shot that you hit? Yeah, man, honestly, I just wanted to get a shot to fall. I probably only had about um, 10 points that game. I literally missed two shots similar similar to that shot before that so if somebody just saw the highlights they'll think i had a good game but reality i was out there you know making a lot of bad plays and, and didn't you know play the best so i knew um coming down at this the ball is gonna go to me you know i'm sure everybody in the gym probably knew it but i just wanted to get some space to get a shot off and you know if i got a good look you know, i was gonna take it regardless okay Okay. Did um did, did coach draw up a play for you or you just took things in your to your own hands? Yeah, no, nah, he didn't draw a play because they missed the free throw and then we just got the ball. Sometimes he called a timeout, sometimes um he don't to set up something, but I wanna say it was about six seconds left, seven or eight, and you know, he kinda just looked at me, you know, he always do this, and that means just go. He won't call a timeout. So when you do that I know it's time. And as I got older in my career, you know, he kinda just uh live with whatever I was going to do. You know, in the beginning, he would probably call a timeout and maybe overcoach at times, but towards the end, it's just like, all right, you know, we, we'll live and die with what you do. Okay, nice, man. I know you definitely made some big plays over there at BG. So, you know, how – we're going to take it back, you know. Yeah. So what what got you into basketball, you know, or <laughs> was it – did somebody inspire you or, you know, because I know you come from an athletic family already, but um, – mm -hmm. You know, talk talk to us about how um, you got into basketball. Man, it just – it was kind of something natural. You know, it wasn't forced. My parents didn't force me to play. Um, I think a big reason was uh, my brother. You know, my brother played at Detroit Urban Loop in the high school we went to. And that was kind of the first competitive basketball that I really watched. You know, the games versus uh, – Urban versus Loyola or, you know, 
uh, Southfield Christian and, and those schools like that. So just seeing those type of games, I was like, man, this, this looks pretty fun. And then after that, it just came naturally. I started, I want to say, about age five. It just kept developing and got better each year. And that's when I know that I want to take it seriously. Okay. Also, you know, growing up in Detroit, being a Detroit native, you know, how would you say, you know, the resources were for you in the city growing up playing basketball? Yeah. Um, in the beginning, uh, it was kind of tricky, you know, having those, being in an area where it's not probably not the safest to go just outside to a park. You know, sometimes it felt limited. Um, my stepdad, Tony Crowley, got the football coach at Detroit mm-hmm. Urban when I was pretty young. So I was fortunate enough to be able to get gym time while he was at football practice. So that's what a lot of times where I kind of use that advantage to get in the gym and just do some extra stuff. Because, you know, I'm sure a lot of middle school people wasn't really getting in the gym and just putting in real work at the time. So that was the time I was just say, you know, whatever we do, I'm, a, I'm me and my brother, we would do it and we would go hard at it and try to – capitalize on whatever chance we got okay yeah i know coach crawley was about his business man Always yeah that's right <laughs> one, thing, one thing i remember for sure man but that's 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 good to hear man yeah all right uh we want, want to take it to your high school experience at renaissance also yeah. your aau experience uh what was your mindset going into high school as a freshman on varsity man like, what were some expectations you know oh I, with that we had to change the program around immediately you know i remember it's a great question because I remember being in a layup line my freshman year and I'm just looking around at the crowd like, man, it's so dead in here. <laughs> and it was it was so boring. Like our games was just boring. And, you know, it, it was kind of a sad thing to watch. We would lose the teams that we weren't supposed to lose to. Um, it was kind of just embarrassing. So my mindset was really do whatever I can to change the program. And, you know, each year we got better and slowly but surely we competed for our city championships even though we lost but we still competed and was considered one of the better teams in the state so my mindset was just to bring a whole clean slate to renaissance basketball yeah man i remember when uh your sister told me you was going to Rennie, man i was like yeah that's a big time so i know you like you just mentioned how you you led the team to back-to-back city titles they had they didn't do that they haven't been since what like the joe crawford yeah, Ariston Day. I want to say 04. Yeah, so the fact that you you were on that team both years, you know that's that's a big thing. You definitely helped change the program around a lot. So, um, you know, during your basketball career, I know that's that's a big a big part of AAU too. So, can you talk about talk to us a little bit about your AAU experience? You know, um, how was that for you? Did you face any challenges? Can you just like walk us through that? Yes. Um, so. Man, AAU was a roller coaster for me. It was, it, it was just up and down. Um, started off real hot. You know, I started off with a team called the uh, Michigan Playmakers and the G Boys, and those were at the time those were two local teams. You know, maybe didn't go to the uh, premier tournaments. wasn't the most known, but you know, we we competed with teams and we were real scrappy. So, I came out my sophomore year, and that's when I started getting a couple offers from some Mac schools. I then decided to switch teams. I went over to the Michigan Mustang that was on the Adidas circuit. And now he was playing with uh, more high-level players like Miles Bridges. He played for him. Uh, Monte Morris played for him. Derek Walton played for the Mustangs. So we was kind of getting in that field of, you know, getting our foot in the door kind of. So 
Um, go on junior year, still with the Mustangs. We playing some really good teams on, on the Adidas circuit. Um, I'm kind of making a name for myself uh, nationally and starting to get some high major coaches uh, starting to have interest and call and reach out to my high school coach just to, you know, because they might be intrigued the way I play. And then going into my senior year, it's kind of like the AAU circuit kind of just killed my stock. You know, I, I, um, I, try, I went to a trial for the family and, you know, it didn't really worked out. My I guess my Mustang team heard about it and they didn't really wasn't in their favor too well. And I actually ended up going back to the Mustangs after that tryout because I just wanted to see how things were uh, going to fill out. And, you know, after that, man, I, I went back to the Mustangs. I barely even played. You know, I went. I was going to these big tournaments. I was sitting on the bench. Um, coaches probably thought I had a, a – was a head case. They probably thought I, you know, dealt with injuries. Or they probably thought I just wasn't good enough to play at that level. So I, I really missed out on a lot of schools because teams were coming to see me because I kind of had a question mark on my name at that time and just having to prove myself and I wasn't playing. So that kind of left a void. And going to my senior year, I kind of just started the recruiting slate all over again. So, yeah, that's really the story of my AU and kind of one of the reasons why I signed so late. And it was just just an up and down process. Wow. Um, If there was anything about like the AAU circuit and like how it functions, like anything that you would change, what what would it be? Man, I honestly wouldn't change nothing. You know, I, at the time, I felt like every situ- every decision I made at the time was the best one for me. And, you know, and I was I was coming up in a time where AAU people were switching teams like, you know, like no other. Like you would see a, a, a dude play for a team and then he'd be playing for the other team that they just played in the next tournament. So I didn't really think I was doing anything wrong by going to – see a tryout or go see some familiar faces and see what the team was uh willing to give or offer so i don't i won't take anything back wouldn't take anything back that's good so um so who did you play for your senior year i i the last like last july period i finished out with one nation okay i only played for like three tournaments okay that's that's what that's what i thought okay okay and then um so obviously you know uh you finish your season your senior year you know as one of the top players in the state um you know i know it was a tough district for y'all especially yeah, with, with UAD. um <laughs> every year <laughs> every every senior year. jonathan man he a UAD grass so we got yeah, some yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you, you, yeah. you had to come see him man and then the year they got them Africans, I was like, oh, man. Yeah, Greg and Eke, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I remember my freshman and sophomore, I was like, ah, right, we probably not going to get them. But I was like, junior, senior, and then they got the Africans. I'm like, ah, it's going to be Yeah, man, yeah. And then it's crazy because what was it? Was it? Um, it was your junior year that y'all played uh, East English in the cities? In the no, that, we played that senior senior. Year. We played Western so, my junior year. Okay, so that was the year my man's could have made the half court shot to win. Yep. There, oh, okay. yeah. okay. I missed yeah. the shot before that too. Okay, he, yeah. he missed the half court shot. I was pretty close actually. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now nah, I got you. Okay. Okay. So okay, got you. So yeah, like I said, man, you had an exceptional high school career, and you commit to Bowling Green. Um, so, so I know your first year you dealt with. Uh, injury mm-hmm. and you had the rest red shirt so can you talk to talk to us about you know what was going through your mindset you know here you are 
coming off an exceptional high school season, going into college, trying to get better, and then your freshman year come and you can't even play the whole season. Yeah. So uh, can you talk to us, you know, about that? Yeah, no, nah, that was very frustrating. Um, the biggest thing was that it happened during like a transitional year. You know, uh, you never want to uh, miss anything, especially when it's something that you're new to. So I'm coming out of high school and I'm going to college and um, trying to get adjusted to the pace, the physicality, um, the plays and everything that we do as a program. And then, you know, get hurt literally first game, you know, put all that work in to just to get to that point and then you get hurt. And another thing that was frustrating was that before that we went out to Italy and we had like a little uh, foreign tour where we played four games. We played some professional teams out there and eventually I worked my way into the starting lineup. So it kind of felt like I was finally getting that, you know, second win and finding my rhythm and, and finding a niche on the team. And then the first game, not even the first game, the exhibition game, you know, the injury ha uh, happens. And it is part of the game, but, you know, that was probably a big challenge. So just having to reset and focus on getting healthy and trying to learn what would keep me on the floor was probably something I took away from it the most. All right. Uh, you, you had a really good season in, uh, in 2019. And then, then you entered the NBA draft, which you ended up withdrawing after working out for a few teams. Can you just like walk us through that process? Uh, you know, like what was that like? What led you to to come back to a BGSU? Yeah, definitely. Um, declaring for the draft, it was it was a unique process. At the time, it was something that was just very new to me. Um, I ended up having two workouts with the Bulls and the 76ers. and I feel like I learned so much from it because one, I was my Bulls workout. I was in there with. Uh, two or three draft, uh, people that actually got drafted. So to be around those type of players, you know, those type of athletes and very skilled players is something that I think helped me tremendously. Because one, I think I saw that the mindset that those players come in with, the high major players and and how serious they take it. You know, you go into the NBA workouts, it's like every man for himself. Everybody just going ballistic hard to because, you know, they got something to prove. His job's on the line. So you know, coming back, I kind of, I, I sat back and I just realized what type of approach towards the game that I need to have. And also showed me that I wasn't all the way there yet. You know, I probably thought so for my skill, but there was a lot of intangible things that I still had to work on. So ultimately I thought coming back was the best decision for me. Okay. Now, uh, now, for those people like who who don't know about Justin Turner, man, like yeah. you were one of the top guards in the comp in the country, uh, not just not just mid major, but all the college basketball. I mean, you Bowling Green's all time leading scorer. Um, you know, you multiple games where you hit the game winner, hit a game winner, or hit a big shot. So you 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 definitely know how to play and you you definitely are always ready for the for the big moment so when you when you decided to come back you know for for your last year what, what was your mindset um going into that oh yeah that you know just that it was unfinished business you know I, we were um year before that we were picked to win our league yeah we we were pretty much first place the whole whole season we dropped three games at the end and we ended up finishing second but we still thought we had a good chance 
to uh, win our conference. And then, you know, unfortunately, COVID, everything with COVID had trickled down. So the year after that, you know, it was just like I only got one goal. You know, I knew it wasn't – there was a chance that we would have a season. So we had a full season. Uh, just that only goal was to, to try to win our conference. And, you know, it didn't really go that – it didn't go that way. And, and some things happened that I can't really control. But that was my mindset going – coming back into that final year just to, you know, do what I feel like – give BG what I feel like they deserve. Okay. All right. Uh, we want to transition, kind of winding down here. I wanted to ask you about the. Are you familiar with the hashtag not NCAA property movement? Yeah, I see, yeah. I seen a couple. Of the, that's the Isaiah Livers. He started that, right? Yeah, Isaiah Livers, uh, Geo Baker, um, another player from Iowa, a few other players. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, just like get your all around opinion on that. Like, what you think about the movement? Um, like any personal restrictions that that you faced yourself that you may have thought was unfair? Yeah. Um, you know, I probably had the same restrictions that any other uh, college players had, not being able to uh, capitalize off their name, obviously make uh, any type of uh, amounts of money and being a, a college athlete and going through, you know, full days when some people call it jobs, when you've got weights, practice, and not being able to get paid and stuff like that. But I definitely respect the moving, you, you know, and the way they go about it, you know, it's not really – you no know, rah-rah is something that they truly believe in. And, you know, you see them wearing the shirts at, during the games and putting it on Instagram and, and have people following. So it's definitely a trend that, that's on the upward. Okay. And um, so, like, what, what do you have? Do you want to see any changes for, you know, the up-and-coming players in the NCAA? Um, you know, just to – not only on the court but off the court because you know there's been a lot of talks about how people think that these these b1 athletes have it all but they really don't so do, do you do you want to see like any changes made from the ncaa yeah definitely definitely want to uh want to see um athletes be able to profit off their uh name you know they work so hard to get to that point and i've never been the person that says, oh, I wasn't able to do it, so they shouldn't be able to do it, you know. And then, you know, NCAA is, is made up of a lot of black athletes, so it's something that I would want them to see be successful with. I think I saw something. I don't know if it starts for about next year where be, NCAA athletes will maybe get some of their – if they get uh, their jerseys purchased. I don't really know how true that is, but I thought I saw something that starts around the year 2022. I might have to follow up on that, but – I definitely want to see some uh, changes. Yeah, for sure. Definitely, definitely. And uh, I wanted to ask you a question. Uh, it slipped my mind, but it came back to me. So um, when COVID hit, yeah, uh, like before before your last year started, um, I read I read there were like rumors like you you might have been you like might have been thinking about transferring. Mm -hmm. um so i wanted to ask you like through that process what was going through your head like um you know uh if you did if you were thinking about transferring you know what was what was the big reason you decided to come back to bg yeah i actually was i was um i was at in the portal you know it mm -hmm. got real crazy in the portal and i had a lot of schools to choose from so really just coming uh on the mindset of coming back is kind of what i uh, said earlier i just 
felt like I didn't really give everything I had yet to Bowling Green. I felt like I still had a um, another shot to to bring a MAC championship here and crack that uh, tourney drought that we've had since for so long. Um, overall, I think I still would, you know, looking back now, I wouldn't change the decision. I think it was the best decision for me. And then ultimately, you'll see a lot of players transfer and go higher or something like that. And they don't even look like the same player that they were at the previous school, you know. So it was all about getting into the right situation. Um, I feel like I narrowed the schools down to, to what I thought maybe I can uh, fit in their system and still be able to play the way I play and be a natural scorer and be a combo guard. I can still run a team. But, yeah, so come, I thought BG was the best decision for me to come back and it's, it gave me the best chance to be myself. Okay. Now, uh, now, were, were there were there some uh, Michigan schools you were looking at? Or? Yeah, yeah. Was, Michigan State, Michigan was in there. Okay. There was an okay. 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 All right. All right, uh, Justin. We want to hit you with some quick hitters to close out. All right. Uh, how this works is I'm going to ask you something and like just say like the first thing that comes to mind. All right. All right. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. First question: the hardest player that you had to guard at any level, like whether it's the street, park, school, whatever. Yeah. Ah, Cassius Winston. Cassius Winston. Yeah. Wow. See, there you go, man. There you go. <laughs> why, 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 I knew he was going to like that one. Why, why Cassius? Man, I just, he, he's so smart. You know, he's probably one of the smartest players I've played against. Um, not the most athletic, but he understands the game. He understands the angles. He knows where to put the ball, whether it's a pass, a shot, layup. And, you know, he makes his teammates better. So I think he was the hardest person to okay. guard. Okay. All right. So the next next question we got: favorite rapper or artist? <laughs> Meek Mill. That's my favorite right now. I like G Herbo a lot too, but Meek my favorite. Okay. Right. Herb, nice. Herb, nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, last one. What NBA player would you compare yourself to, and why? Um, CJ McCollum. You know, I've been watching him for a while now. I just think we have the same size. We kind of do the same things on the court. Uh, it's a true combo guard, a natural scorer, but also can run a team and put people in position to to, to be better and make plays for teammates. And uh, at the end of the day, know how to get buckets. You know, can, he also came from a mid-major. You know, I'm sure he dealt with different uh, challenges. He went lottery, but I'm sure he dealt with some cha cha challenges and adversity. So I think overall, it's probably somebody I would compare myself to. I like that comparison a lot, man. Yeah. For sure. For sure. All right. Uh, final question. Do you have any advice for anybody like trying to come up, trying to get to the league or to even to the level that you made it to? Any advice? Yeah, no, yeah I do. And it, it's so cliche and simple, but it's really just to keep your head down working. You know, I can recall so many times where even in high school, I felt like I was kind of underappreciated because it was so many good players like uh, Braylon Neely, Kamari Newman, Cassius, Josh Jackson. And I was just like, man, like, when am I ever going to get some some love, some attention, or, you, or, you know, whatever the case may be. But just the, my high school coach told me, man, you just got to keep your head down and keep working. And eventually you'll, you'll get to that level where people are or you'll surpass people. So no matter what stage that you're at in your career, if you feel like you – underrated or overrated, you just keep your head down and just keep working and then you'll look up and you'll be where you need to be. That's facts, man. That's facts. Yes, sir. Well, yeah, man. Justin, man. Thank, thanks again, man, for, for chopping it up with us, man. 
just want to wish you all the best. I know you get getting ready for the pre-draft. You said you're going out to Phoenix. Yeah. Soon. Okay. So it'll be hot out there, man. Uh, I mean, yeah, enjoy that weather, man. For <laughs> yeah. sure. For sure. I know you're gonna put that work in, man. And hopefully, come July, you know, when that draft happens, we we hear hear that name called, man. So. Yeah, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, y'all. Oh, no doubt. No, th- thank you for being here, man. That guy, Justin Turner, he he he's he's a special talent right there. Not only is he a good athlete, but he's a he's a a well mannered gentleman. And I was happy to have him on. He he was a, a great person to have a conversation with, and I'm just excited to see what's in store for him uh, as he gets ready for the the draft. I believe he should hear his name called. I think he had definitely has the potential. Uh, I think he can play with the best of them so definitely gonna be an exciting night for sure yeah most definitely uh he's got a lot of game uh, i really like this comparison to himself to uh cj mccollum uh you know like those scoring guards that can kind of get any shot that they want like you go through justin's highlights and you can definitely see the similarities even with the journey and the upbringing you mm-hmm. know going to like a like one of those mid-majors or like one of those lesser known schools and like trying to make a name for yourself i i think justin's up there yeah he's nice he's really nice but i think one guy that you should look out for is ucla's johnny juzane yeah, you know he was knocking down all them tough shots during the tournament yeah, it just seemed like he couldn't miss yeah a lot of trouble he even took down michigan but uh but yeah johnny juzane that's that's the one guy to look out for oh yeah absolutely absolutely well hey that's it for us So make sure you tune in next time on Keeping It Real.